Welcome to the B-Side Boys Podcast. Who do you think you are? I am! An Iowa rugby podcast. Okay, I didn't know that. Well, now you do! With your host, Mr. Gray. Big meaty man slapping me. And Philly V. I am untethered and my rage knows no bounds! Brought to you by Rotor Epoxy. This is the adult tour, which means you can drink if you want, and we can say whatever the hell we want. <laughs> All right, and so here we are in the Wombat Den for another episode of the B-Side Boys podcast. We got Mr. Gray, Philly V, and Gimli. Uh, Philly V, how you doing? You know, I'm usually pretty sore after weekends, but I don't remember the last time I was this sore after playing rugby, but... Yeah, rugby is so back now for men's league. It's so back. It's so back. And also, too, everyone always says, like, you know, oh, I miss it, I miss it. And then that first weekend happens, and you're like, uh, <laughs> mister, I play every minute, and you subbed yourself out this weekend. Dude, I, yeah, on that one, uh, when I slipped through that defensive line uh, against Iowa City, and, like, I had that little breakaway, <laughs> I had something, like, pop in my hip, like, when I took off. And I'm like, uh-oh, like, this might not be good. And then after, like, five, ten minutes in the – Second half, I'm like, I'm going to make a business decision here and sub myself out. Because <laughs> <laughs> you didn't want to miss the podcast. Yeah, that. I mean, that's obvious. The, obvious. You're too far away. <laughs> I'm too far away. No, but I, I like how humble you are, Phil, and like, you know, oh, you know, when I broke the line and had that breakaway. No, nah, you know, I don't, <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it. And I was running so fast, my hip popped out. Well, Call me Bo Jackson. No, nah, it wasn't quite that. It's just, I might be getting a little old and my strides were probably much longer than what i can do and also <laughs> you probably haven't sure. like ran like that no in a while. and also apparently i didn't look very fast i didn't feel very fast did people tell <laughs> you you didn't that? look fast who do you think told me that <laughs> i'll give you one guess <laughs> oh that's funny he is not guessing who are you gonna guess mr gray i don't know there was a there was a big crowd there yeah there was a lot of people there but it was frana <laughs> yeah <laughs> he had a big weekend he did yeah it was fun shout out to eric frana yeah gimli how was your weekend my weekend was pretty good, Ryan. You were yeah. also in that area. I was. Not for rugby, though, unfortunately. Well, you had, like, a nephew's baseball game or something? Uh, football, yeah, yeah. Went and saw a freshman football game in Cedar Rapids okay. yesterday. Nice. How'd so, they do? Uh, they won. And it was it was what a freshman football game you'd expect. <laughs> had some kinks to work out, you know. They'll figure it out. Passing game wasn't the greatest, but, uh, no, they played hard, and they won, so. I mean, I feel like that's, that's, that's kind of like, you know, week one of rugby. I feel like everyone's shaking the rest off, and similarity there is a lot of little things to work on and so exactly we're gonna have a big episode here we have a lot of guests because we're gonna do some rapid fire interviews and kind of we weren't at all these places but we want to fill people in what happened this weekend uh the des moines women played some rugby this weekend and then we also had our first college match in iowa and then men's rugby is Mm -hmm. back like phil said and and he's hurting a lot of people are probably hurting (laughs) right now yeah but uh, yeah, so we're going to jump right into it. Uh, let's get a recap of everything that happened this weekend. So first, we're going to call a member of the Des Moines Women's Rugby Club and see how their weekend went. All right, and now we are here with Amy Haney from the Des Moines Women's Rugby Club. Amy, how you doing tonight? Hey, doing pretty good, yeah. We had a, a good uh, tournament yesterday up in Northwood. We traveled up to Chippewa Falls, and yeah, just excited to talk to you guys tonight. 
Yeah, and that's something I when I went through all the schedules last week, it didn't say Des Moines had any league matches, but you have is this like a preseason friendly to kind of get everyone together and get ready for this season? Um, what what was this tournament? It was a tens tournament, right? Yeah, so it was a tens tournament, so it wasn't necessarily part of a league. It wasn't like our our fifteens matches that we're looking for for the fall season. So it was kind of closing out the summer season, um, just kind of friendly playing tens against some teams in Wisconsin. Nice. And how many women did you take up there with you? Uh, we had eight women from the Des Moines team that traveled to Chippewa Falls yesterday. Nice. And did any other women from like Cedar Rapids or Quad Cities or Omaha join you? Or who else played for the Des Moines team to fill out the roster? So we didn't have anyone else from Iowa or Omaha that joined us. Uh, we pretty much just went up to the tournament and, you know, with rugby being how it is and being a very friendly community, we kind of just asked uh, other teams that were there if they had enough people uh, that were willing to play with us. And we had some really nice uh, players from other teams that were playing that day that had brought more players for their teams that were willing to play with us. Uh, It was really nice of them to join us. Nice. And what were some highlights for the day? Anybody stand out with their play or any kind of new players have their first experience and kind of have like a, like a big debut or anything like that? Um, I think overall, just as the Des Moines women's team, like we all played really well. Um, we have some players that, you know, are more experienced. have been playing for a number of years and always do really well, but we have some newer players as well that you know just got a lot of playing time since we only had you know eight of us that went up from our team um a lot of our players played the entire tournament so it was just really nice to get a lot of um minutes and playing time for each of our players uh i was actually lucky enough to score a try yesterday that's my second one ever one last year and one this year so that was really exciting for me as well and just overall um yeah all of our players I think have really improved a lot since the beginning of the summer and we've had a lot of new players join us this year as well nice so um how many teams exactly were in this tournament that were you saying or like how many game matches did you guys get to play exactly so, including our team, there were four teams that were there yesterday. It was uh, Des Moines women, and then the Chippewa Falls um, Vipers were the hosting team, and then the Twin Cities had Menagerie was there as well, and then Fox Valley Chaos. So, four teams, and we each played uh, three matches yesterday, and then in addition to the championship game at the end. Oh, nice. Cool. Who... Who won the championship, or who was in the championship game? Like, who was the winner of that, or what was the outcome? Yeah, so the, the championship game was uh, the home team, so the, the Vipers against the Chaos, and the Vipers actually won the championship, so that was really nice. Um, it was actually their first time hosting a tournament, um, and then they, they won the tournament as well, so that was really exciting for them. That's awesome, and I love what's going on, you know, looking ahead to your fall schedule, what the Midwest is doing, because, you know, there's way fewer women's teams, so the drives are a lot longer, and which makes it difficult because I know in years past, like you try to get women to commit, uh, but there's no you know guaranteed schedule. So this festival style of play mm-hmm. seems like it's going to be really good for the community and really good for just kind of building those bonds and getting people to buy in and find the spirit of rugby. Was this kind of a preview of what? Like, that's going to look like? And, you know, how does the Des Moines women's team feel about this festival season? And can you kind of talk about what goes into that? 
Yeah, I don't have a lot of the the specific details, but the the way I understand it is, you know, there is going to be, you know, kind of around the Midwest. <laughs> Sorry, I dropped the phone. You're good. Uh, different, <laughs> <laughs> um, different cities uh, or teams are going to be hosting, um, you know, the match each week. Um, throughout the season and I think it'll be really nice especially since a lot of the teams you know don't have the numbers to have a full 15s side um, so I think it'll be really nice that you know you can kind of make your schedule and attend um, each of the matches as you know players from teams are available to mm -hmm. play um, and kind of uh, join together so that way we can be able to play 15s matches even though each team in and of themselves you know we're kind of all in the same boat here that we don't have a full 15s side so i think it'll be really nice to to meet new people in the community and just grow the community and be able to to play some some good rugby right i love that it's one of those things where it's like hey if you want to play rugby show up and you're going to get minutes and you're going to get to play rather than like back in the day i mean even last year a couple years before where it's like hey this team versus this team and then the morning of or the day before a team drops out now nobody gets to play rugby but with this festival style there's going to be rugby every single weekend. And speaking of that, when is the Des Moines women's time to host? Like, what weekend is that? Yep. So we are hosting uh, Saturday, September 23rd. We'll be playing at home. Um, so we're really excited about that and hope that we'll have, you know, a number of teams uh, come out and, you know, play either for us or against us. Uh, just really excited to, to be able to host at home and really invite people out to come see what rugby is all about. Oh, we love it. We love to see it. And I know the Wombats are off that weekend. So I was just going to say, I'm pretty sure we have a bye week that weekend. So we might be able to actually come out and watch. Definitely. Yeah, that'd be great if you guys were able to come out and yeah, cheer us on. Oh, yeah. And so any other things you want to just share about the Des Moines Women's Club or um, anything else you want to let the people know or get the news out? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, we have our social media. We're trying to be pretty active on there so we have a facebook page and an instagram page so you can follow des moines women's rugby club um and we're always looking for new players and whether people you know have experience playing rugby or have heard about this sport before or have never heard of it before and would be interested in playing uh we practice once a week on thursdays at 5 30 at the des moines rugby club um so that would be great if we could get some new people that want to come out uh just try it out otherwise yeah come watch us at home on september 23rd Awesome. Well, Amy, thank you for joining us and sharing what's going on. And we'll definitely be checking back in to see how this festival season goes. And yeah, have a good night. We appreciate it. All right. Thanks so much, guys. Have a good night as well. Yep. And that was Amy Haney from uh, Des Moines Women's Rugby. Appreciate her giving us a little rundown on how the weekend went for the Des Moines women and yeah, looking forward to seeing how they do the rest of this uh, fall season, and hopefully we can get out and watch a match or two. Oh, yeah. And I love that festival style that they're mm, trying, because I definitely think when we think of clubs on the men's side that have dropped off, I mean, this year, Cedar Rapids and Clinton, and then in years past, you know, Blackhawk is still trying to come up, yeah. Algona, the Gopher College, there, there's so many clubs that, you know, have disappeared what if we created something like this? So if you only had five to six guys in your community and we get everybody together, like that, this is a model that I think could spark some interest. And I think we're, 
we're very unique in that sense where people want to play mm-hmm. and maybe they can't commit to a full 15 season. Maybe this is a way some people can latch on to a club and yeah. get into the spirit of the game, you know? Yeah, just do a Festival 10-style deal maybe two, three times in the fall. and Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, cool. I'm really interested to see how this works because I think every union could use this and make something of it. And mm. I think it's just smart to be like, hey, they have like in these women's festivals, there's going to be like eight or nine or ten teams. They're all going to one location. Mm. So if none of them have 15 people or 10 people, they can all get together and just throw something together. Yeah, Rugby exactly. is still going to take place. And I think that's the worst thing that's happened to Des Moines women Omaha, Cedar Rapids, Quad Cities is that they get canceled on so much and then the drives are so far and then you get someone that's real promising and young and they want to do this and then all of a sudden it, the rug's pulled out from under you and then no one's playing. So mm. this is huge. Yeah, I uh, couldn't agree more. And yeah, like you said... Thank you, Phil. Yeah, well, <laughs> it, is, it does make a difference. So it's like, you know, you have some players that really want to play and then if you constantly have matches getting canceled, it's like, what well, you know... What's the incentive to keep yeah. coming back or getting involved in it if you don't even get an opportunity to play? Right. So. Like, why am I going to show up to practice and work on this skill that I'll never get to use? And you guys keep promising, like, oh, the community is so great. And I'm sure people who get matches canceled are like, what community? They yeah. don't exist. So this is going to, I think, really spark some some awesome things. Yeah, they're going to have to drive a little further, but the payoff is going to be so much better. And, and plus, I, road trips are fun. You know, And like, those socials are going to be really fun, too. Yeah. Like... They're going to be huge. I mean, and then you're going to see the same people every single week. Yeah. That's going to be cool. It's going to build a special community. So we're definitely going to keep an eye on that. Uh, Changing gears now into the college atmosphere. Iowa Central Community College hosted Iowa State in men's rugby. So in Fort Dodge, Crimmins Field. Uh, Iowa Central is in that D1 Big Rivers Conference. And then Iowa State is in the D1AA ARC. Mm Mm-hmm where they ended up being the national runner-ups national runners-up in 15s and the national champion in sevens. So huge matchup because both of these clubs are, are amazing. Uh, you know, I was central with that varsity opportunity, but two year program, mm. Iowa state Aunt Fryan's building something special, huge matchup. So we're actually going to call Brent Nelson head coach of Iowa central and get a little recap from him. <laughs> All right, we are here with the head coach of Iowa Central, Brent Nelson. Coach, how you doing tonight? Good, good, Ryan. Thank you for having me on again. Yeah, no, we appreciate you coming on. It sounds like you had a late night. Were you out celebrating the victory or uh, back in the back in the uh, lab doing some work? I was uh, running some film, so uh, we tried to get our film loaded up and uh, was busy doing that last night and trying to get it ready for the guys, so... They can view it and, uh, you know, critique ourselves when not. Definitely. And so yesterday, Iowa State comes to town. Uh, you know, they're coming off a historic season, second place in 15s in their division, the ARC, D1AA, national champions in sevens. And then you guys are in the Big Rivers Conference, so a huge in-state matchup. Uh, you guys win the A-side match 31-20. to 20. Uh, Can you talk us through just what was the flow of the match like? What, How did it go for you guys? Um, you know, if I'm being real honest, um, you know, we we felt like we had some uh, skill failures 
um, that really kind of cost us a lot of momentum and, and uh, you know, territory, field position, things like that. Um, but, uh, you know, credit Iowa State. You know, they, they played really hard and they bring it. And um, they had a couple newer players that I had not remembered or seen. And, uh, you know, they, uh, they were solid. So I was very impressed with uh, Iowa State. But, uh, you know, for us, you know, it's going to be uh, – you know, back back to the drawing board a little bit, and just trying to learn from uh, you know what we did, and try to get better uh, every day and every every week, week in week out. So, um, and we, I mean, overall, you know, you, you never say, oh, we weren't happy because you know when we win, but um, you know, we, we got some things that we needed to work on um, that that stood out for us. But I think a little bit of it's uh, you know first game jitters, uh, mm-hmm. you know, really trying to impress. Um, home crowd, you know, things like that. And, um, you know, uh, like I said, overall, it was uh, it's a good day for us. Um, you know, win's a win, and, and we're happy with that ultimately. Definitely. And that's a really good way, I feel like, to start the season. You have an in-state opponent, and you guys are in different divisions, different levels. Uh, so really a great preseason, tough matchup. Um, where you can get a real solid look at, you know, what you have. And because speaking of having new guys and new places for Iowa State, I mean, that's something you have to work with every single season. I mean, you're you're running through some, some new guys here. So who are some guys that stepped up into new roles for you yesterday? Um, well, you know, uh, we have, we have a, a, a young man that's um, from uh, Zimbabwe that came in uh, – Takutswa Musungwini, um, who's just a, a phenomenal um, player, um, very talented uh, guy, and so we're very, very happy with uh, you know what, what he did. But um, you know, we had some really great um, play from uh, you know our front rowers. Um, and Naturally. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, you know, I, I would say, you know, I, I don't even know if I could just say one one in particular that stood out. But, um, you know, we were really happy with uh, our front row um, players um, that, that that did a really nice job uh, yesterday. Um, you know, I'm, try, I'm trying to think, you know, it's it's hard. It's hard for me to, you know, just pinpoint, uh, you know, one one or two really good players. But um mm-hmm. I would say also, you know, adding, you know, shout out to, you know, our Iowa boys, uh, but uh, Gavin Olson, Mm -hmm. uh, as expected, (laughs) um, really showed out uh, at wing. And uh, (laughs) man, I tell you, kid is, uh, (laughs) he's got a good future in in rugby. So we're we're very happy with the way he played as well. That's awesome. Because I see on the Iowa Central, like main page on Facebook, they shared photos and the very first photo is him getting lifted up in the air. So I'm guessing he scored or did something pretty cool. And I saw he was in that top 15. So that's got to be, you know, cool for him to go from having to be the guy like in sevens. And he was getting a lot of touches and, you know, being in the middle at like nine or 10. And now he's out at the wing and can kind of, you know, trust his teammates to set him up. Um, did he just flow naturally into that? I mean, he's just he's just a baller, right? absolutely um you know we we kind of as coaches we just kind of like uh 
you know, we see him make plays in, in practice. And, you know, last uh, the week before we had a little intra-squad game, we kind of just look at each other like, oof, this kid, uh, you know, he's just going to be really, really good. And, and uh, you know, he, he's one of the faster kids um, that we have and uh, great um, field awareness. He's just hungry to learn. And so, you know, we're just excited about, you know, his future. He, he actually – you know, there's a play that stood out that he made that was a really, really great um, kind of a momentum uh, shift uh, type play where he uh, he came in and closed distance really fast and made a great tackle and you know, got like a uh, kind of a turnover on a ball out of the deal. But uh, you know, it's you know, it's, can't say enough nice things about him. He's he's a great young man too. Mm-hmm. So easy to have around when you got kids like that. You know. Oh yeah. Um, you, I was just kind of curious too. Uh, do you have any guys that really you would like to shout out to that like just made the whole weekend happen? Well, I mean, it, it, for for me, it, it starts with uh, the coaching staff. Um, mm-hmm. You know, having a, a coach uh, of the caliber of Joe Lippert um, in your corner is just. I mean, it's. I, I, I don't. I don't know if I could. Um, you know, talk about how how meaningful that is to have someone of Joe's Joe's caliber um, in our corner, uh, just the day in day out. You know, rugby operations, uh, the the player development and things like that that, that he brings to the table is just, is just crazy good. You know, mm-hmm. um, and that being said, you know, Aaron Matthews, um, <laughs> he has taken to coaching like a, a duck in water, and so. Um, the guys love him. He's relatable. He's positive. Um, obviously, he has a lot of rugby um, knowledge and rugby IQ for our backs and, you know, brings that, uh, you know, MLR experience and mm-hmm. high-level high performance um, environment rugby, rugby-wise rugby to the table. So just can't say enough good things about Aaron and what he's doing. You know, it's really his first stint as a coach, so we're just, we're just super pumped about, about him. You know, and then and then also, you know, we had uh, you know uh, Chef Michael um, Hurst uh, and uh, Skip Reed, our, our volunteer guys that were there, and Casey Hansen, of course, too. Um, you know, just man, I, I'm just so blessed. Like, you know, it's like makes your job really easy when you got people <laughs> around you like that. So, oh, yeah, definitely, that's a hell of a coaching staff. <laughs> yeah. No, and, you know, looking ahead, you're going to need it, though, because, again, the Big Rivers Conference, no joke. Um, How are things looking? You guys, I also saw, too, you know, you post the schedule. You guys give your players a a tough schedule so they can, you know, cut their teeth and and see the highest level of talent. And I feel like you guys don't shy away from those big matchups. So, you know, what's the message to the guys going into the next week and kind of looking ahead to conference play? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, our theme is going to be, uh, you know, get uh, better every week, week in, week out. Try to get better every day, you know, get better 1%, um, challenge yourself. Um, I used to be a big um, proponent of competition with man versus man and things like that. And I've, I've shifted a little bit, you know, um, into, you know, compete with yourself, you know, compete mm-hmm. to be better every day with yourself. And, and if you're making those improvements, 
the man versus man uh, competition will kind of uh, take care of itself. You know, this is a very competitive environment. You, you know, the guys that come here um, understand that, you know, they're going to look across you know, to the next guy and be like, well, that guy's going to make me better. I got to, I got to really step, step my, my game up. And so, you know, we, we enjoy that, that competition level and things, but, you know, really competing with yourself and getting better every day um, is very, very important. So nice. Um, and I love that too. Cause then, you know, you know, people are going to have to work every single day. They can't get complacent. You know, I, I, I love that mindset too, because you're, you're working on yourself. If every guy buys into that, everything's going to move forward. You know, I, yeah. I love it. Collectively, collectively, um, you know, if you think about, you know, yet 60 plus guys, um, if everybody's getting 1% better, you know, you're getting into a couple weeks, two, three, four weeks down the road. Um, we're still getting into conference play. If everybody's getting better, not only are they getting better as an individual, but collectively as a team, we're just seeing things better. We're, we're making less mistakes, um, you know, being, becoming more fit. You know, things like that. So you know, it's uh, just a, a great mindset, I think, to have. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Now, as long as we had some time to stew over it a little bit, I have the most important question for you today. What is one really nice thing you can say about Ant Fry? Uh, he's the prettier of the two of us. <laughs> I think that's the first time I've ever heard that. <laughs> well, when you look like me, it's, that's, that's what I'm going to give you. But, um, <laughs> I, I tell you what, the, the thing that I'll say about Ant is I don't think there's anybody on the planet that loves their program as much as Ant. He, mm-hmm. he is Iowa State rugby through and through. Um, he is really challenging his guys. And it shows that, you know, when, you know, from when I first got here to where we're at now, Iowa State is, you know, going to be a dog week in, week out. You know, mm-hmm. they, they got, you know, they got a couple new players that I was, you know, very um, excited to see for them. Um, that made our day very, very difficult. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I, I just, you know, and he's he's pro Iowa State rugby and good on him. You know, like he's really pushed that program to new heights. And, and you know, I'm 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 really like excited that that you know kind of agreed. Like, hey man, like this is what we're gonna do. First game of the season, year in year out. Um, we're gonna challenge ourselves. We're not afraid to play anybody. Mm-hmm. We're gonna we're gonna go push push this program to the limits and and that's what i'll say about it. oh yeah no and this weekend too like for our wombats we have a lot of guys from iowa state that are on our club and they talked about it too because we saw the score line come across on social media and like josh detar fantastic player and he was like yeah when i was at iowa state you know not i mean it was about five years ago maybe less than that and he was like yeah we we got whooped you know and so kind of that that measuring stick of like Ant rises up to that challenge and he, he pushes his guys to be like, Hey, this is going to be on the schedule. And like, it's a great way, especially like as a club, um, as they go into their conference, um, schedule, I mean, that's, it's huge. So really cool to see. We love to see more in-state matchups, non-conference matchups, just because it's, it's fun to see the crossover with everybody. And no, we appreciate for coming on and, and sharing everything. And 
we'll be watching and good luck the rest of the season and i'm sure i'm i'm sure we'll reach out again maybe once or twice i don't know we'll we'll see if you're not busy <laughs> well i'll either be at home watching netflix or or at work watching films so it's it's one of the two for me but yeah. perfect <laughs> phil i think that sounds like he's available anytime, anytime we need him anytime we need him yeah, perfect. <laughs> awesome well thanks coach good luck we'll talk to you soon all right cheers guys thank you cheers and that was coach nelson uh friend of the program always love hearing from him and uh yeah good luck to iowa central on the rest of the season i'm sure we're going to be seeing big things for them as usual so oh yeah and we're going to be talking about them probably i mean yeah weekly. often yeah <laughs> and it's cool too because their captain is a fort dodge native yeah yeah that's cool really and, cool to see like the iowa guys i mean nelson brings in some great talent uh international talent nationwide but also too he's getting some of the top talent in iowa yeah and then it's awesome to see too that aunt frying is also pulling talent from across the country and looking at these photos there's a lot of guys that i don't recognize for iowa state oh like, uh, yeah and no, i was looking through them too yeah i was like huh. like we know aiden lewis yeah and we know some other guys that are in there and some other guys from the high school league but then there's some guys where i'm like whoa like aunt it's no joke like he like one thing i will say like i get frustrated Sometimes with people when, you know, you're trying to build your, your club, whether it's high school, college, or senior side, and you really have to put the work in recruiting. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes, too, and I know, like, Phil, you know it. You've been with me since you and I, the last 10 years. Yep. <laughs> and it's not enough just to tell the guys at practice, like, hey, bring a friend. Hey, we all have to recruit. Like, you actually have to make those one-on-one conversations. And as mm-hmm. men, like, you live in a gym. And I'm like, Phil, just go up and talk to people. And, like, <laughs> it's hard. It's awkward. It's weird. Like, Ant, he does that. He puts the work in. He has connections across the country now. So it's really cool to see, like, he does the work. Yeah. And he has also shown, like, you can get people to a club in Iowa from out of state. You know, you can get people to a men's club. You can get people to a high school club. You know, if Ant can turn around Iowa State, not even turn around, but just take them, not even to the next level, but multiple levels up. Elevating their status for sure. They won a national championship, and they're going to be in the running again. You know, they competed for two national titles within a month of each other. Yeah. (laughs) And then, yeah, obviously 15s and 7s, like two different style of games. And you have to have depth and a variety of athletes Mm -hmm. to make that happen. So, you know, good for him. And then, yeah, Iowa Central just – bringing in just great talent that coaching staff is unreal top notch <laughs> like those kids i don't think they realize how lucky they have it um to be coached by all of those guys i mean yeah. you have mlr talent joe lippert's been around multiple national championship clubs at the senior side joe lippert's brain man if you can study that thing a lot of rugby in there a lot of rugby yeah i mean he's just been all over the place yeah and then yeah with air matthews with the mlr experience you got casey just i all over the place, so mm. good for them. Yeah, um, love it. Any other thoughts on college rugby? I know you and I and yeah, say this weekend they start up. Yeah, right? yep. Some more preseason stuff. I mean, the the meat of their conference schedules for all colleges is like it's after, well, it's what September is September 9th, like the official date. I'm, it might be somewhere around yeah. there, which seems kind of late because like I always felt like 
We were always that first week yeah. in August. Or last, last week, week in August. August. Yeah, almost always. Yeah. But conferences are kind of getting smaller, too. Yeah, that's a good point. Conferences, I mean, it just depends how many opponents you got. And you got to fit it all in before it gets too cold. So, yeah, we'll be keeping an eye on college rugby. You guys got any other thoughts on college rugby? No, I think it's going to be a good year for... I mean, like, I'm super pumped to see that you and I is ranked third. I mean, I'd obviously, you know, bias because we love you and I. For the men's side. For the yeah. men's side, yeah. The, being ranked third in the nation. Only behind uh, Norwich and uh, Principia. So. Uh, Principia, I think. No. no Principia moved up to the Big Rivers Conference, they remember? Did? Oh, wait, yeah, they did move up. So who was the IUP? IUP. IUP's yes. number IUP's one. IUP's number one, yeah. That's what it was. Okay. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. That's going to be interesting. I hope it hope yeah. they get in there. Yeah, and I was going to say, too, speaking of NCR, so the women's side hasn't been announced for, like, rankings yet. Rankings. So I'm sure... You and I, Iowa State and Iowa, they were all in the top five last year. Mm. But I was going to say, shout out to Brad Dufick. I I was just going to bring that up, damn it. (laughs) You beat me to it. (laughs) Phil, that was your time to shine. I know. You want to say it? No, it's fine. Somebody say it. Because you... I have it pulled up. Uh, Brad was named the men's director of National Collegiate Rugby. So... Huge, and he's going to still be able to do his position at Madison Rugby in Wisconsin. So that's huge. Excited for the college game. Again, I think Iowa's going to be well represented at all levels for men and women. Oh, that's yeah. great. Have you had Brad on the show? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've had him on. I'll forward you the link. I need to bring <laughs> him back. No, we will. No. I'd, I'd say he's a friend of the program, right? Is he? Yeah. We're, we're making connections <laughs> with Wisconsin guys. A lot of Wisconsin people, yeah. yeah. Badger like, rugby. And yeah, we're going to have to start covering King. Some, some Wisconsin rugby, some Platteville rugby, you know. Get Stout mm. back in the mix. Yeah. Jack Link's. Yeah. Jack Link's truck. <laughs> <laughs> they had that monster truck. Yeah. That was Appreciate. awesome. Uh, but yeah, we're going to take a little break from recapping games. And we are actually going to turn to the news that Iowa rugby... Union, the executive committee made the announcement this past week that the former board, Patrick Lawson, Tyler Daly, and Jesus Ramirez, they have left their positions, and the Iowa Rugby Union executive committee thanked them for their participation and everything they did during their time serving, and we have a new rugby board. And so we have the brand new president, Bill Scallion. He's going to join us. Um, yeah, new disciplinary officer, Elliot Gall from Dubuque. New uh, vice president, Mr. Ryan Gray. All right, so we're going to talk to the new president, <laughs> Bill. And we just kind of wanted to, you know, have people know who he is, what's his story, and kind of what his vision is moving forward to keep pushing Iowa rugby forward. Because, again, I believe that. At the high school, college, and senior side level, we are at one of the best points we've ever been, but now it's time to kind of work together to keep pushing it forward. Mm. So, Gimli, did you have any thoughts? You grabbed the microphone. I thought you had something. No, you're good. No, I was just going to – you didn't announce the entire boards or the committee. You want to read it? Uh, I can, yeah. That'd be great. Yeah, do it. So, official – Notification of the new executive committee. President Bill Scallion, who we're about to talk to. Mm-hmm. Did I say his name right? Yeah, we'll ask so. him. Uh, <laughs> Vice President Rian Grayi. Now Ryan Gray, I'm sorry. I got that. I butchered that one. Just keep moving forward. Treasurer Jim Gillespie. Gillespie. Yep. Yep, got it. He, he is returning 
in his position. He's been there before, yes. Yep. Okay. And then Secretary Julie Simile. Simile, and she's also returning? Yes. And then Disciplinary Officer Elliot Gall. Yep, from Dubuque. So, yeah, let's go ahead and give Bill a call. Perfect. This interview is brought to you by Tighthead Brewing Company. Tighthead Brewing Company is a craft brewery located in Mundelein, a suburb of Chicago. Their brew pub is a neighborhood institution where friends and families can meet up and enjoy great music, wonderful company, and the best beer in town. Since they opened their doors in 2011, they've poured their heart and soul into every glass. Stop in and taste what they're talking about. Also, if you are not from Chicago, make sure you go to your local grocery store, liquor store, restaurant, bar, pub, whatever. Ask the bartender, ask the owner, ask whoever runs the place for Tight Head Brewing Company beer. They distribute through Dahl Distributing. You can drink it in Iowa. It is found in Iowa. And oh yeah, the name Tight Head. Bruce played rugby for 13 years, mostly as a Tight Head prop. Bruce is the owner, founder, and master brewer. Enjoy Tight Head Brewing Company. All right, and now we are joined by the brand new president of the Iowa Rugby Union, Bill Scallon. Bill, how you doing tonight? I'm, I'm good, guys. Yeah, we're extremely excited to have you on. You know, the news just broke this week that there's a new board uh, looking to move things forward. And so we wanted to have you on to kind of introduce you to people that may not know you or know where you're from. And yeah, just kind of tell your story. So first off, um, what made you want to be the president of the Iowa Rugby Union? What inspired you to be like, you know what, I want to help out. I want to jump in and, and get after it. Yeah, for years I've kind of taken a look at this thing. When Dick Herring was uh, Herring was uh, president, I, I, I was at the AGM and uh, was in Cedar Falls when Megan Flanagan, I think, would presented. No, that was Matt Simon presided. And I kind of saw the, the trend, and the trend was to one-time term, and then and then uh, then they're gone. And just when you get yourself educated in the position, you would you would be off to something else. And I felt like. Um, I come from a background of rugby and that uh, I could help out with that aspect. Yeah. And so speaking of that background, how did your rugby career start? Where have you been? And, you know, what does that look like for you? And and what are you up to now? Yeah. uh, In the world of rugby, it was uh, being a farm boy in Iowa Falls, Iowa, and uh, not a lot of social outlet in the community and thought that rugby was a really pretty good time. And so for the social aspect, I was drawn to the game and uh, I just hadn't done a lot in in the world of high school achievements in wrestling or football. And so rugby gave me that chance. And and, a rugby player reaches his physiological maturity at age 26. (laughs) So at 21, I've started playing rugby and the year was 1981. And I'm going to do a quick shout out to a really famous uh, All Iowa Championship, and that was Mason City against Blackhawk RFC. And it came down to Tom, Tom Osborne kicking a big kick uh, for on a penalty kick to win the game, nice. and I was hooked. Nice, nice. And so, where are you at right now? Well, what am I doing in the world of rugby? Or like, where where do you live? Or like, are you are you with any club right now? Or what does that look yeah. like for you? Because I know a lot of times when people, you know, they talk about like leadership positions at like the state level, 
one thing that causes people turnover is that they're still committed to like their current club. And it makes it very difficult to try to balance like the entire state and also at a small level, like the current club that you're at. So yeah, where where do you live now? And and well, yeah, I don't. Do I want to talk about the neighboring state? Uh, I own I own property in Dubuque, Iowa, and have long term rentals there, and so I'm in Dubuque all the time, and mm-hmm. have been a super fan of Dubuque, the gentlemen, and now gamblers mm-hmm. uh, uh, for, through the years, and uh, have friends and uh, amongst that that group of people, and my my local that's my local team, so I support those guys, and then. Uh, my career started in Iowa Falls, and um, and uh, as I mentioned, and then I was able to uh, spend some time with Blackhawk RFC in the, in the middle mid eighties, and uh, married a non farm woman. I moved to Seattle, so claim was that I played with Old Puget Sound Beach uh, out in, in Seattle when when the grunge music was really a cool <laughs> thing, and uh, it was it was a great uh, place to be for two years. It rains a lot there. <laughs> Wow, that's pretty wild. Is was the style of play in Seattle? Did it feel a lot different than the style of play in Iowa, or was it pretty I, I, similar? I, you know, it's pretty similar game. Um, you do, there was a lot of use of the boots back then, where guys were coming out with rake, rakes on their rake marks on their back, <laughs> and there was that was a badge of honor. You know, because if you were in it, you were going to get that. Uh, so we've added safety to the game by that's not so much of an occurrence anymore at least we hope yep um, <laughs> and uh what else you know was one of the coolest things was the seattle experience was um playing a collegiate side that was was 15 fit men and they really came at us just non-stop you know the ball was in, in motion and there was high speed uh high speed competition nice and so now kind of thinking back to a you're the new president what is like your vision for this role? What what do you want to see change in Iowa in the next year, maybe the next three, five years? What is it you're looking to establish during your presidency? Yeah, it's just opening communication and, and make sure that, you know, make a real effort to go and meet with the teams and listen to their needs. And, you know, we, we've... Uh, lost a couple teams for the fall season with Clinton and Cedar Rapids. So we want to be sure and check in on these guys and, and see what's happening. And then we take a look at the women's side of things. And I think we've got six women's senior sides in the state now. So we're seeing a growth there and, uh, those people deserve all the support that we can uh, muster and find for them as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one thing, you know, that we've talked about, you know, privately, the two of us is, we align in those ideas with, you know, communication is key. We've got guys and girls spread across the state. Um, People don't know what's always going on. And so to connect people, to make them feel connected, to make them feel like their efforts um, matter and they're making a difference, you know, making sure that their voices are heard because, you know, sometimes you have no clue if, you know, what these clubs need. I mean, when you got, on the east side of the state over in Dubuque and Clinton and, you know, Davenport, is it the same things that was needed in Algona or Spirit Lake? And, you know, those two clubs are gone now. And so what can we do to bring them back? Is there something as a, as a union we can do? I know we've talked also would love to copy a model that the Iowa high school uh, youth rugby association did a while ago. And also the Wisconsin union having a educational rugby summit, 
where we get everyone together and talk about ways where you can improve your club and on the field, off the field, how can we do that? Um, yeah, and just getting that sense of community back, building up all Iowa again, bringing back the Iowa 7 series, I think is another big one uh, that people love. It went away last year, and, and you could feel clubs felt lost in the summer because they didn't have those that structure. So I, I think those are some big ones to hit on right away. And you and I were talking as well. We have such a good college presence, men and women's, How do we get those kids to stay in Iowa and how do we get them to play for our home clubs? How do we get them to play for, you know, Cedar Rapids, Bremer, Iowa City, Des Moines, the West Wind Wombats? You know, how do we get them? How do we make that happen? So I think those conversations, we're going to have a lot of those coming up. That's exactly right. And when they're playing the schedules, they are. They've got quite a bit of travel and big travel that the, the local teams, if you live in Des Moines, can you get up to Ames? Can you follow the Cyclones and their rugby efforts? It might it might be kind of a challenge. So then meeting and greeting and getting to know those players is, is going to be a pretty significant challenge for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, speaking of, uh, you know, getting to know players and stuff, you're going to find yourself at a match every single weekend this fall and watch some of the men's teams play or? Yeah, well, I gotta reach out to the the top dogs in the state of uh, this this thing, this mystical beast, Palmer Rugby Football Club of the the kind of level that chiropractic doctors play is <laughs> it's, uh, very respectable, and we sh- we should be very proud to have Palmer amongst us. So mm-hmm. them, they, and uh, Des Moines RFC are two people I would love to see those guys go head to head in the uh, All Iowa Rugby Tournament. And then in the All Iowa Rugby Tournament for way it went this spring was eight teams and D D three. It was perfect bracketing, and then it worked out great for uh, who was going to emerge as the champion from all that. Mm-hmm. You know, well, this upcoming weekend you can see Palmer play against Des Moines uh, this weekend on the second. Palmer hosts Des Moines in. That's like well Davenport in right, Davenport, Davenport, yeah. Yeah, they, they, they play it well. Definitely. So that'll be one to keep an eye on. Um, yeah, so any other thoughts kind of with this this new venture for you? Excited yeah, about I'm, it? Yeah, I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to my cabinet. Um, I'm certainly looking forward to Ryan Gray with his all of his communication skills. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's very notable. Um, that that uh, the win, uh, What I really like to see happen is that because I'm uh, volunteering to be the the president um now i'd like to see the agm be in november before the roads get all crappy in in the dead of winter and uh where we're still thinking about rugby have agm and i'd like to be elected to the office president for one year and then ryan will be ready to take off and assume assume the role the lead role in this uh in this thing so I mean, we'll see what happens when we get there. I mean, we don't want to, <laughs> don't want to get too far ahead. But no, so everyone should take note. The AGM is going to be in, in November. And I think, too, if we start talking about that now, getting people to know, like, hey, it's coming up and having an agenda set, posting the agenda on social media, letting people know what the topics are and getting feedback of what clubs want to talk about as well. I think that's going to be huge. And it's a step in the right direction. You know, we've had a lot of great people before us. Uh, who've laid down a framework and groundwork. And I, I think it's just there's great opportunity for us to hit the ground running and, and keep things moving in the right direction. And 
connecting high school to college to senior side to select sides. I, I would love to get those select sides up and running. And I think Iowa could represent really well on a national level. And that should be a goal of ours as well. So yeah, November, everyone remember that's going to be the AGM and we'd love to have a hundred percent participation from the clubs. And yeah, I think we can make it happen. Yeah. Let's, let's get people there in person. Mm-hmm. So we can see facial expressions and whatnot and, and avoid the zoom at yep. all costs. Get, get a rep there. If you're the top dog in your team and you can't make it, get somebody there and, and uh, we'll have ongoing conversations. It's fill gaps. Oh, yeah. Uh, if there are questions after that meeting. so And, you know, I'm thinking of this, too. I, like, the wheels are kind of spinning in my head. Let's pick a date, and let's also um, think of, like, a social afterwards. Because I know in the past, the AGM, so many people were on Zoom. People would drive up, they're at the meeting, and then they kind of just go home. Maybe, you know, we block off some rooms at a hotel. People stay in town. Make it a Make it a social thing, too. And I think... More business will be discussed in the after hours um, while drinks are probably flowing. More ideas (laughs) will be flowing. But you know what I mean? Like more than just like, hey, we drove, we're at the meeting, we go home. Um, Let's have a social with it too. And maybe that'll bring more people out. And don't just bring one person, bring three. You know, if if you have multiple people who want to help, that's something too. We're looking for more people to do work like so often it's one or two people doing all the work. We want to spread the load. You know, many hands make light work. Mm-hmm. Um, huge opportunity for growth. Exactly. And I'm, I'm thinking my cabinet, you know, if you have these uh, separate conversations after the meeting and whatnot, but we put cabinet members with each of these kind of conversations and bring it on back, take some notes and bring it on back to the central committee and let's, let's see what the good ideas were so that everybody really has a, a really strong voice and what this could be like. Definitely. No, Bill, I'm excited. I, I, I love the energy and just the fact that, you know, we're getting things moving and it, and it feels good. And, you know, November, AGM's coming. And also communication is going to be key through this whole process. So if anybody has any suggestions or ideas, uh, would you say they should feel free to send you a message on Facebook or email you or they can reach out to yeah. me. They can reach out to the social medias and we will respond to them and take note. Sure thing. Absolutely. Perfect. Well, hey, it was good to talk to you and to kind of introduce you to everyone. Is there any last thing you kind of want to say to everybody before? Yeah, yeah. Gimli has to talk. I heard Phil <laughs> chuckle a little bit there, but I don't think Gimli said anything. You know, he's he's taking he's writing down some notes for the second part of our show. But I'm Gim- quiet. I'm quiet. He's, he's still a quiet a little, that's a lie. You're not quiet. At he's all. still <laughs> a little timid. Like he's he's a lot of fun and and I'm the new guy. I've only been here for about four episodes now, so I'm I'm still the new guy. I'm in yeah. my uh, probationary period still. <laughs> I guess you want to keep your job. You got to conform for at least a while. Yes. <laughs> the ninety days is almost up. I'm hoping to be oh. the assistant to the vice president. That's what I'm hoping to be. <laughs> oh yeah. Why not? <laughs> Awesome. Well, Bill, thank you again for joining us, man. And uh, we'll talk to you very soon. Sounds good. And now let's take a break to hear from one of our sponsors. Convergence Acquisitions LLC is an organization dedicated to providing their creditor partners with a compliance solution for accounts receivable portfolio sales and servicing they enable for their clients to focus on their core business and provide them with a reliable partner they can count on to acquire distressed portfolios. 
Through over 30 years of accounts receivable management experience, they have developed processes and procedures to recover account portfolios while exceeding compliance expectations. They have partnered with well-respected law firms and other recovery vendors to create an ideal solution for their partners. Convergence Acquisitions evaluates and acquires portfolios including credit card, retail card, consumer loans, auto loans, draft deposit accounts, EMS services, and more. For more information on selling portfolios to use, please contact our business development team at 855-200-6096 or via email at acquisitions at convergenceacquisitions.com. All right, and that was our new president, Bill Scallon. Yeah, no, it was cool to get a chance. I, we're, we've been friends on Facebook forever, and <laughs> I don't think I've ever had a chance to actually talk to him. So that was cool, and like I'm excited to see how you know he operates as president for us, and hopefully we get a lot of stuff done. Yeah, it's one of those things, you know, the principles of play, moving forward. Yep. Always moving forward, and I feel like as a rule in the actual game of rugby, and then just translating that into life, like mm. moving forward. And um, that was his big thing is like, just make stuff happen yeah. you know and so i appreciate everything that you know patrick lawson and tyler daly did but you gotta think too like patrick lawson is also running the cedar rapids washington girls and boys and he put so much time and effort into that while also trying to play himself yeah and you know and being a you know key member of headhunters like you know obviously when they were operating in the you know spring season or mm-hmm. not spring season but in the spring and you know, trying to get stuff rolling for the fall before that, you know, didn't quite work out. I mean, he's a pretty busy guy, and, like, he's still playing. He's going to be playing with Bremer. So, I mean, yeah, pretty busy dude. And, obviously, Daly, too. Like, he's and then, still kind of playing here and there. He's head coach for Iowa. Like, And I saw, too, the University of Iowa men's team. You know, Daly's putting them through uh, wrestling workouts in the wrestling room, mm-hmm. and, and they're getting ready for their season. And I know he's trying to do some other rugby projects as well yeah. to continue helping with, like, U23 select sides, things like that, like helping these guys. And so it's one of those things where it is just so hard to be focused on your projects that's local to your club or where you're coaching, where you're playing. And then, oh, now I'm going to take on the entire state. So those guys last year at the AGM, you know, people were nominating people. And it was like, okay, like if no one else is going to step up, we'll do it. And they stepped up and they did it. And at the last AGM, no one stepped up, and then Bill stepped up after and was like, "Hey!" And he put together the cabinet. He was calling people like, "Hey, let's let's make moves." So, um, yeah, it's just one of those things where I think a lot of people just want to focus on their local area. It, it's a lot of pressure too mm. to be like, "Hey, we need to help everyone," you yeah. know. And so that's no. why I think it's important to have someone who isn't currently with the club leading the charge because you don't have to worry about bias or you don't have to worry about splitting time evenly. It's mm-hmm. like, nope, we can focus on everyone. So I'm excited. Yeah, exactly. No, I think it's going to be good. Good. And, uh, yeah, we have two more matches. Actually, three more matches to talk about. Uh, two more interviews. Mm-hmm. So I think we should head over to Iowa Falls next. Yeah.
This episode is brought to you by Rotor Epoxy, the premier epoxy company in Iowa. You need your floors looking good. You need to redo the entire shop, the locker room floor, the fire station, the man cave. Those are the guys to call. There's an infinite amount of floors that you would possibly mess with here. So whatever you need done, they can do some wicked ass designs for you. Whatever you got going on, just get it done. Get a hold of them. Infinite designs, 100% satisfaction. Rotor Epoxy, find them online now. All right, and we are here with Landon Sanders of the Iowa Falls Rugby Club. Landon, how you doing? Good, yourself? Well, I'm pretty good. Uh, I was going to say, more importantly, how are you feeling after playing yesterday? You know, honestly, not too bad. Nice. The back's a little tight. The The legs are a little sore, but outside of that, not too bad. <laughs> I wish I could say the same for myself. I'm actually kind of sore today. <laughs> I was going to say, you sound way better than Phil. He's been complaining the entire night. Okay. <laughs> well, see, I think it helps. I got up this morning and immediately started doing some home projects, so... I've been I've been up and moving all day, so. Oh, yeah, I have not. <laughs> I, I had a uh, a long drive back this morning, and I had a little bit too much fun last night, so I think that was probably part of my problem. <laughs> yeah. So don't be offended if Phil falls asleep during this conversation. So, I mean, if you hear snoring. Right. It's, it's almost my bedtime, too. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... Iowa Falls started the season with a home match. You guys had Northeast Iowa come to town. Uh, can you kind of talk us a little recap of the match? What happened? Uh, well, they ended up coming. I think they started the match with 14, so they're a guy down. Mm. But, I mean, it didn't It didn't show at all. We, we opened the match kicking to them, and they took the opening kick back for a score right right off the bat i mean it was a big wake-up call but wow we we got our ourselves together and answered back with a with a long try by caesar mm-hmm. and then uh, the rest of the game's a blur but we had we had six total try scores and seven tries scored everybody doing their doing work like that yeah Yeah, spreading it around getting everybody involved how many guys did you have play yesterday i think we had we had 18 or 19 i can't remember what the final number on the roster was off the top of my head how about brand new guys like brand new to the sport or at least brand new to iowa falls do you guys have a good number of new recruits make a debut no no brand new to the sport um we have a couple guys so summit farms they have a location outside of alden here and Mm -hmm. they they actually employ a lot of south africans wow yeah so those guys when they're interested in coming somehow they find out about us because you know when they want to play rugby they want to play rugby and they'll play wherever but they usually end up coming and playing with us because you know Alden to Iowa Falls is a five minute drive right so wow I mean I feel like that's something you got to get a sponsorship with those guys and start working with them to be recruiting for you (laughs) yeah no kidding we uh I think we had we had three or four South Africans play with us to yesterday wow nice that's awesome love that for you guys that's cool yeah I uh yeah I'm glad to hear too uh Caesar 
had a try. I feel like the past couple times I've seen you guys for like tournaments and stuff, he hasn't been there. Yeah, he usually doesn't play during the spring. He's he's got a little bit of an injury history. His he he says he's getting old, but he's not. He's <laughs> yes, only he's thirty. Old. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I. It might have something to do with me peer pressuring him at work all the time too, but <laughs> that's good for him. No, he he still loves the sport, and I mean, he is just he is an asset that you can't replace. He is an athlete. He is smart, and he runs hard. Oh yeah, he runs really hard. <laughs> yeah, oh, and yeah. he he tackles hard too. He doesn't miss tackles. Definitely, and so. Yeah, the final score of that match, you guys ended up winning 41-21. Who was the man of the match for you? Anybody stand out for you guys? So our our man of the match was Keith Wolmerans, which is one of the South Africans from Summit. Nice. Um, He had had one try scored, and he had two conversion kicks. But, I mean, he was all over the field and played everywhere we needed him to Mm. in the back line. He didn't didn't miss very many tackles and made a lot of smart decisions with the ball when he got it. So nice, well, awesome, yeah. man! It sounds like it was a, a good day for rugby for Iowa Falls and a good way to start the season at home. And you know, we got some some big matches coming up here. So thank you for joining us tonight, giving us a little bit of a recap and good luck the rest of the way, man. I'm sure we'll probably reach back out to you, but. No, it's it's cool to see you guys jumped up from you know D four. You're in that D three league now, and it it's cool too. Like showing like, hey, we belong here, and uh, getting that first win has got to feel really good after all the work. Like, uh, I'm gonna put you on the spot, but like all the work you've put in, you know, to see it pay off here has to feel awesome. I mean, I just I just like seeing us play high level high level rugby, quote unquote. I mean, it's D three club rugby but you know we knew last year that we could we could play d3 and that we should have been in d3 Mm -hmm. last year and so we we took that and we showed up every match last year in minnesota and we knew we could do better in d3 this year so that's Mm -hmm. that's what we're out to prove is that we we belong here and that we need to stay. Oh, yeah. No, we love it. And you guys showed it there that first week. So, yeah, man, good luck the rest of the way. And uh, we'll talk to you soon, brother. Yeah, I, I mean, worst case scenario, what is this, the 23rd? Is our match in Oh, ours in, is the 16th. 16th, yeah, 16th. Well, our, is, is that what ours is? Yeah, yep. that's what it is on our schedule, at least. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It is the 16th. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Okay, because you you were starting to make me wonder. I was like, uh, is Phil, it? I don't know. I didn't have it. I didn't have it pulled up in front of me. I just Phil was getting worried thing. because guess, you know, you know how the old saying goes. You know what they say about assuming. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and Phil he uh, sets up our socials and the athletic trainer, so and I could feel set up. And I could see him sweating like, oh, did, did I book everything for the wrong day? <laughs> yeah, I've been pissed. <laughs> no, no, oh, yeah. I just gave you the wrong date. Sorry, <laughs> Phil. Oh yeah, no, yeah, we'll see you in a couple weeks, man. So yeah, yeah, awesome. Well, have a good night, brother. Yeah, you too.
All right, and that was our match recap from Iowa Falls. And I think, too, you know, that's a that's really cool for them. Again, we talked to Landon before, and we talked to him about all of his efforts on social media and trying to bring the club to D3. And, yeah, they show they belong. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm curious to see how their next few matches go. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to just seeing how everything shakes down the league just in general from mm-hmm. week to week. Yeah, because I definitely know that – we made predictions or whatnot, and that was one where we we thought Iowa Falls would do well, yeah, especially at home and having and those guys having that South African connection there to that. That's pretty nice. That's yeah. got to be really nice as well. And oh, you know what I meant to ask Landon was just follow up on the high school coaching. Like, hey, you guys putting things in place for the spring season? Iowa Falls should definitely have a high school team. Yeah, I mean that. Well, their little like facility essentially, you know, is it's like. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. There's so many fields and everything. It's just, you know, it'd be a really cool spot to host, you know, high mm-hmm. school rugby games. And, yeah. Well, and also, too, you have 18 guys on the team. That's 18 yeah. coaches. Yeah. Like, makes sense. And it yeah. feeds into the club. And, yeah, Gimli used to play against Iowa Falls in 15s back in the day. Uh, Don't touch the table. In high school, yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say, too, like Bill was saying, trying to expand on all Iowa again. It'd be nice to have an all Iowa there was there used to be high school at all Iowa. It was right. just during the day. It wasn't the whole weekend, just so you can avoid shenanigans and, and arrests and stuff. Yeah, want to make sure there's no crossover with shenanigans and high school kids. And I think that's yes. probably why it went away. Definitely. I don't but. have concrete details, but no. I mean, if we're gonna call it all Iowa, all levels of Iowa should be represented. And mm-hmm. Iowa Falls does a great job hosting and yeah, bring them back. It's a it's a beautiful town, Joe. You ever been there? Yeah, the Jim Williams football camp. I've told you about. Oh yeah, this. I was there for yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went Wasn't to the, wearing the shirt last week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a different one. It was yeah. an offensive lineman camp, and we would go to Iowa Falls, and I'd learn how to do zone combo blocking. Huh? Mm-hmm. You know, you what got is- your Gus block, your auto, your Sam, your red, Sam, your black. Slam, you know, your tie, your bingo. Yeah, you bingo. Oh, you know, right. you can lead a horse to water. Okay, enough. Enough. <laughs> enough. Bunch of, of swinging dicks. Okay. <laughs> enough about that. You know, we got another match we need to talk to. So let's see if we can get somebody from the Quad City Irish. They played the Dubuque Riverboat Gamblers, and this was a match we thought uh, Dubuque was going to come out on top. We were wrong. Yeah. So yeah, it was a kind of a surprising scoreline, but I mean, like I I figured it would still be a tough matchup. Oh yeah. So yeah, I mean. Yeah, we should kind of get an idea how that match went. Let's do it. Let's call. All right, now we have a very special guest to give us a little recap on the Quad City Irish Dubuque Riverboat Gamblers match. We have the <coughs> one and only Taco. Taco, how's it going? Hey, <laughs> how are we doing, gentlemen? Pretty good. Yeah, a little sore. How are you feeling after that match oh, yesterday? Like a 41-year-old piece of chewed-up bubble gum. <laughs> it's awfully specific. <laughs> yeah, I used to enjoy Sundays, and now it's just misery, it seems like. <laughs> yeah, I feel yeah. that. So Yeah, how'd you get... Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to ask, you know, so what exactly all went down? I mean, I see that you guys put up a pretty good little score line, and it seemed to go pretty well for you guys. Yeah, uh, uh, they ended up kind of unfortunately having to play a man down after. Like, we scored three quick tries out on the wing. Like, uh, these two kids, I'm, I wish I remembered their name. I'm still kind of new to this club. But uh, it was Ginger and uh, this 
kid, I think, I want to say he's a military kid. I know they drive a little ways, but they did really good in the, playing both opposite wings. But we got up, like, three quick tries in, like, the first, shit, it had to be, like, the first ten minutes. And then uh, one of their guys was sent off with the red card. So we were, uh, you know, well, actually, I guess I might as well just tell you. I don't know why I'm being bashful here. But. I was going to say, like, I thought I heard, like, maybe the number 10 from Quad City might have instigated something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That doesn't sound like you. <laughs> well, he was actually wearing nine. Oh. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, yeah, so he was, we got into a little bit of a dust up, and then he, I got yellow card, and he got sent off, and then they ended up getting another yellow card, they just kind of had, uh, had some bad luck as far as having to play a man down for the whole game, and mm-hmm. then for another 10 minutes, there were two guys down, and they still looked like the second half, they definitely won the second half, but, uh. That definitely made an impact on the game than being a man down. Hmm. But, yeah, they they didn't really have the, the offense they had in the second half really wasn't there in the first half, but they kind of turned it around. Otherwise, the score would have been a little worse than it was. But hmm. So, yeah, it was a win, a good win. You know, and like the Dukes, you guys know the Dukes are a tough team. So. Oh, yeah. yeah, they're physical. Yeah, it was a good win. It just kind of sucks. There's a little bit of an asterisk by it, you know, like the – Kid that I got into it with, he played for Clinton. He's a super good dude, so it just kind of sucks to see, you know, get a win like that. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, let's taco and start and shit. <laughs> 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 but, uh, you know, it's what it is, one of those things. Yeah. No, I mean, it it's a, just one of those like you said it's one of those things shit happens sometimes i mean and it's week one too you know one. guys yeah. are getting rust knocked off you got new guys new positions new places and everyone's just ready to go and and it's rugby you know it happens yeah like it's just kind of a bummer with uh how short of a schedule the falls are anymore mm-hmm. that's like wow oh, i hate to see the kid have to sit out you know i you think you know like everybody likes to punch phil in the Head. But uh, <laughs> the fact that if you're being suspended for three games for hitting Phil and said fat head doesn't uh, <laughs> doesn't really sound worth it, and it's, you kind of just feel bad for the guy. But what do you do? Oh yeah. So how did you end um, back up with Quad City? I was just gonna yeah, ask that because <laughs> you were you were just playing with Bremer. Um, what led you back to Quad City? Well, I was selling ass underneath the I eighty. Uh, uh, bypass there, right off the highway. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, there was a hailstorm that hit Davenport, and so I ended up uh, taking a job out of Moline. You know, and the plan was to play with Clinton, but unfortunately Clinton folded, and mm. so it was, you know, playing with Bremer probably would have been a better fit just because of how I'm kind of an asshole, and, you know, they kind of... <laughs> You know, they, they understand me a little bit over there, but <laughs> I, I've, uh, Debo is, he's pretty much just reffing now, but he, he mm-hmm. came and played with the Quad Cities when Clinton first folded and, you know, keeping contact, like me and him were on uh, this snowman team that did like a Aspen tour and, you know, he was kind of good at guiding me and he's like, well, you live here, you can go to practice and I actually enjoy practices and. You know, when you're playing with Bremer, it's kind of, that's just quite a hike. And mm-hmm. so it just kind of worked out perfect to play with these guys. And, you know, they're a super good group of guys, like super nice. It's just uh, 
I think playing with me has been a little bit of a shock for him, having <laughs> some, some angry, chubby Mexican running around yelling at everybody. <laughs> Somebody's got to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, that's kind of how I learned. But, yeah, maybe it's not the right approach all the time, though. <laughs> no, how uh, did you guys do yesterday? Um, It went pretty well. We finished out 50-19, to 19 and – it was a pretty good physical match, you know. Um, and that was Iowa City? It was in Iowa City, yeah. It was fun. Like, we had a good time. Yeah, they're good dudes. Oh, yeah. No, so is this a great like, group. Is this like the way you guys get, like, scouting reports on everybody? You, like, pretend to have a podcast? And, <laughs> yeah. like, sort of. You figured it out that we haven't been recording at all. <laughs> no, I, I mean – I will say it does it does kind of give us an idea of what teams have, but also everybody gets to hear it. But at yeah. the same time, uh, we just feel like nobody knows what is going on ever. So it's kind of nice to hear from every single club of like, what happened? You know, you see a score line and it only tells you sure. so much, you know. So when we saw 43-26, the Irish, it's like, oh, man, like I want to hear that story because we know so many of the guys on both teams. So, um but no, you, I mean you're not wrong. It does help. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure everybody was. A little, I was getting some texts from some friends that were like, "Oh, what the hell happened yesterday?" And mm-hmm. it just was. It was just kind of the way the ball bounced. I guess yesterday it was like we just got up and then just kind of stayed up, and it was looking a little sketchy there. The last twenty minutes it was like, "Shit, you guys, you know, you guys might come back and beat us. We all fucking stop the bleeding here a little bit." But. uh <laughs> And they were missing a couple guys, too. Like, I have a pretty good relationship with a lot of them. You know, like Burbach, like the Dubuque mm-hmm. old boys. You know, Gruden's a close friend. Of course, Derby, their flanker, who's just a stud. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, well, it's actually, I had to pick him up in Bettendorf and get him a ride to the game. And, like, <laughs> it was really hard for me not to just, like, pull over and be like, all right, dude, get the fuck out. <laughs> Did you have to give him a ride back after the game? <laughs> yeah, like, you better, you better call an Uber and figure out how to get to the game on time, though. <laughs> but, but, yeah, one of their uh, – they got a really good flank. I want to see his name Luke or some shit, but he wasn't there. I think that would have made a pretty big difference for him, mm-hmm. you know, if he had been there, but – yeah, I think it definitely caught uh, caught the state by surprise that Quad Cities kind of, you know, put up that kind of score on. Oh yeah, no, and it's cool too because it feels like there's more parity. Like there's like the fact that anybody can beat anybody, and you know, seeing that was that was cool because I I do think we've got some good rugby going on in the state. So I was yeah, it's, uh, it's quite the bummer seeing that Clinton and Cedar Cedar Rapids ain't playing right. this season long. Quite a bummer, but it, you know, hopefully it kind of helps Bremer out. And it sounds like some guys went to Iowa City too. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I City was kind of struggling with numbers here and there. So maybe it'll kind of help, re, you know, build them clubs back up and yeah. beat the shit out of West Des Moines Wombats. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, hey, so what's, what's going on with you, uh, Tom? Like, I, was great. I was kind of shocked to see how skinny you are. Like, I, uh, you know, what's what are you on the Atkins? No bread or photoshop? No <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just bought a bigger shirt. No, I just, I don't know. I'm just uh, actually trying to lose weight and actually yeah, staying consistent. Good, so, thanks, man. Um, yeah. yeah. 
That's about it. What's that? I said making all this chubby folk embarrassed. (laughs) That's the goal. No. <laughs> now be the fattest guy in the field, you know. Yeah, you look good, dude. First day of school, pig. Like, wow. I mean, oh, great. Looks like you might have AIDS. I, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> nope, I'm good. Well, Clean bill of health. Oh yeah. No, but two weeks from now, uh, Quad City, you guys, here, yeah. you guys come down yeah. to West Des Moines, you know, and. The Wombats, we have the easiest uh, travel schedule in the league, I was told. Yeah, you guys always fucking do. It's okay. fucking unbelievable. We've been it around. unbelievable. I, I, okay, did you see my reply to you? Because I don't understand yeah. how that makes sense. We've only been around for <laughs> two and a half years. Yeah, we've never. even before you guys started, though, you guys were getting an easy schedule. We, we, had, to drive to, we had to drive to Davenport and Dubuque back-to-back weeks last year. Eh, maybe it's just my hate for Des Moines, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah that's what I'm I thought. looking forward to seeing you guys, but like, just the thought of being on I-80 for two and a half hours gives me anxiety just thinking about it. I hate that trip. Yeah, I know all about that. Yes. I just did that last week for Todd's bachelor party. Oh yeah, how was that? That was really fun. I, I it was a good time. Yeah, Phil got AIDS. Oh, right. I I was the one who got the AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> I it was just HIV. Well, uh, uh, well, that's what you get for making out with a male dancer, Billy. <laughs> I wonder when you're gonna end up having to sell your ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. Okay. But... See, Mr. Gray, I told you this is a bad idea. <laughs> Oh, it's always it's always entertaining. <laughs> well, oh, we love you, Taco. Taco, yeah, yeah. we uh we've got like five other people on this episode, Absolutely. so I told you it was going to sure. be a quick one. So We're going through a tunnel. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. But <laughs> yeah, no worries, man. Well, good good catching up with you guys, and I'll see you in a couple weeks. Yeah, that sounds good, good, brother. Man. Have a good one. Yeah, you too. Quit selling ass, Phil. <laughs> All right, and that was Taco. You never know where it's going to go with him. <laughs> no, not at all. But wild card. Yeah, the definition of wild card. But, yeah, we've been meaning to get him on anyways, like, again. Well, in person, too. I know there's been some too. people that have reached out and been like, hey, we want we want a second episode of that, and but we don't want to lose all of our sponsors. Um, we don't want to get canceled. Um, but speaking of that, I did tell Lex we were watching The Hunchback of Notre Dame. And, the animated version? Yes. yes. And because Kobe's never seen it. And one of the characters is a gypsy. Yes. And I was like, every single episode, I think it's a bit that Gimli's doing now, that every single episode you say the word gypsy. Only when it's relevant. <laughs> well, now it is because I'm talking about the Hunchback of Notre Dame. I, I haven't said that yet. So to be fair, this episode, just you. <sighs> well, I'm sure it'll come up again in the next 15 minutes. God, I never even realized that was a story. I thought it was just a lifestyle thing. Yeah, yeah, it's a, we'll, it's weird. We'll have a we'll have a we'll break it down some other time. Yeah, we'll do like a Patreon episode. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, so um, yeah, really interesting uh, conversation with Taco the first time, and it was funny too when I texted him. I'm like, hey man, it'll be like five ten minutes, and he's like, you know, it's gonna go longer than that. Um, always great to talk to. Yeah. Always always entertaining. Yeah, yeah, and uh, look forward to seeing again how 
Quad City does over the next few weeks and look forward to hosting them in two weeks. So He really doesn't like Central Iowa. <laughs> no, not no. at all. <laughs> Very clear. <laughs> and speaking of Central Iowa, the last D3 match, the Wombats of West Des Moines, they went to Iowa City to face the Ducks. You know, these are two clubs that very friendly with each other yeah uh i mean obviously we're the we're on the wombats and we do spring and summer events with them because it's hard to get a full 15 in the spring so when we went to chicago to play against fox valley under the lights uh ian yeah played with us he played fly half for us you know it was one of those things where we we share the wacky bats, mm-hmm. uh, the wombats, and the Iowa City Ducks combined. We've done that for multiple social tournaments, so we love those guys. Love playing those guys. We end up winning that match. Wombats score fifty. Iowa City Ducks nineteen. Yep. Phil, instant reaction? No, it was just I had a good time. I mean, I think a lot of other guys had a really good time playing. Uh, we had a lot of not exactly new guys, but new guys to our team. New guys to our team. Yeah, and like some of these guys we haven't even played with yet. So, like, that was a little bit of a, you know, learning experience with some of them. But, you know, some pretty good athletes. and The transfer yeah. portal was open, and I took advantage of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, well, we needed them, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, we only traveled with, I think, so we had a roster of 23. Two guys dropped out. And myself and Ridgeway were never going to play, even though we were on the roster, because mm. I'm still recovering. I still got five weeks to go. Hopefully, yeah, that's uh, optimistic. And Ridgeway's shoulders kind of bum right mm-hmm. now, um, but yeah. So I mean, really, we only had eighteen guys available. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Lucas Pally scored four tries for us. Truck wow. was man of the match. Truck win, uh, three tries. Yeah, he he, he, he found good. he found open space and he played flank for us. But he kept finding himself in the back line with support and. Man, he runs hard. Some of those new guys, though, you know, shout out to Marcus, Bernard, BB, uh, Thomas. We also had Miro. Uh, Yurima played for us in the spring. Yurima from Dowling. Yeah. Uh, We coached him years ago. He went to Wayne Mm -hmm. State. So this was his first league match for us. Mm -hmm. And then also Jacob Eads, people might know him. Eads. Yeah, so he was with Cedar Rapids. And when their team folded... Um, you know, we're friends. And I just told him, like, hey, man, if you want to keep playing, you can play with us. Well, and this was, you know, Hunter Gibson's first 15s match yes. with us as well. This he was came our... from Wichita. Yep. And he then... played for Wichita. And before that, he was at Iowa State. And Devin Hargrove, this was his first league match with us. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, Feels I mean, like, like he's been with us forever. I know. He only started playing with us in the spring, you know. Yeah. Like, he played for Lincoln High School. Yeah. A lot of Lincoln High School kids playing with us, which I love. I mean, yeah. getting these guys with the Iowa High School experience yeah. and they want to keep playing near home. DMPS yep. for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty wild, actually. You know, like when you really look at it, a lot of new guys from compared to last year. Well, what was crazy when I was putting in the roster and like the SIP list and it tells you how old people are? Dude. And yeah. I kept seeing, like, 19, 19, yeah. 20. Born in 2003. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> That's not possible. Are you old enough to be playing men's league? <laughs> what, did you have to sip a few people on your own? Well, you know. Yeah, you got to help people out. We've done it 15 times for ourselves. and Yeah. It's a confusing system. Rugby Explorer kind of crashed a few times, but they're working the bugs yeah. out. Midwest Rugby gave a little leniency, but that was a little stressful. Yeah. No, I know. I know. But, <laughs> hey, <clears throat> back to the match, though. 
Um, it, I was talking to Detar about this. The The score line doesn't represent the actual match, though. It felt a lot closer than that. It did. I think what happened was, in the second half, those young guys just had more gas in the tank. And it was to the point of, we got a few good bounces, but they just finished runs. Mm. And I was touch judge for the day, and, and there was a few times we scored, and I was in the try zone, and I'm going to spill what I heard the Ducks talking about. Ian, you know, he's a great leader for them. He played 12. Every single time I heard him talking to their guys, he was like, you know, it's not a lack of effort, boys. I mean, they were giving us everything they got. Mm. They were hitting us hard. They were running hard. Just the difference was we broke through and finished runs, and and we stopped them short. I mean, they were inside our five meter line a couple times. of times yeah they were inside at our 22 a lot of times mm. um we just held where they didn't and i think then again some of these young guys just fresher legs fresher legs yeah so except phil whose legs <laughs> got his unfreshed. hip yeah his hip popped out i don't know we well, can get him a bionic one. Oh so. yeah now so shout out to those guys it'll be Fun to see how this season goes. And Jacob I, Eads back. Yeah. That was fun to watch him run. Yeah. That's great. He'll run. Kyle Roeder scored. That was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Tell us about that. No, it was just funny that he housed a drop 22. They, they kicked it, and they kicked it like uh, just a line drive straight at him. But as soon as I saw that, that ball. Just, yes, hit him right in the chest. But as soon as I saw him kick the ball to him, I just said it out loud. I was like, bad move because he can run. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he, like, carried guys in to Damn. the try zone. It was, it was awesome. It was probably one of the. I mean, I've seen Rotor make a lot of really cool runs, and it's always so funny because like he's like he's a bigger guy, you know. He plays prop for us, but he was a center, you know. He yeah. is got the skills. Yeah, he's got you know the footwork. Like he moves really good. So it's so. funny when we told him our system, and he's like, "Whoa, you just want me to like stand on the wing as a prop?" I'm like, "Yeah, dude, right here." And he's like, "All right, I like <laughs> I this." Can do this. <laughs> and there was a time when I was touch judging that he was running like three meters away. Like he was right on the sideline and he got stopped by like three guys and he, so he wasn't moving forward, but it wasn't like held up or anything. He literally stiff arm, just shoved a guy off of him to the ground and then took two steps forward and went down with, wow. But like, it was just so the control and the power. Yeah. It was just so impressive. Like he had no momentum. He was stopped and he just, Boom! Shoves this guy off of him, created space so he could set the ball clean. Holy cow! Yeah, it was not only a great rugby player, uh, a wonderful small business owner. If you're ever in the need to have your garage or workspace, or you know, I actually recently seen some front porches they've done. Oh. Rotor epoxy. Nice. Uh, shout out to Rotor epoxy. They get a double ab this episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Also, like they do those little videos on social media. Yeah, yeah so they've been fun. doing some more lately. Those so that's nice. really cool. You think he'd put us in a video? Oh, I don't know. Probably not. I think I think his brother handles most of the social media stuff. His brother handles like I feel like most of. We could just show up, see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, why are you next video? Your next TikTok, guys? Why are you in this private home? (laughs) Like (laughs) surprise. Uh, Last match we're going to talk about. No interview here, but Palmer College. They went to Metropolis for D two action. And they end up winning twenty six to ten. Our boy Luke Gunther, former Wombat, started at prop. So he's like six five, six six. Yeah, he's a big boy. We okay. had him at lock. Yeah, he's that like stereotypical sense. lock. 
and then Palmer put him at prop. And it was oh. funny. Luke replied to me. He's just like, I hate this. Like <laughs> the position. He loves playing for Palmer, but like, there's so many people who are like, I never want to be in the front row. And we don't mind it. We're all front row guys. It's all right. Yeah. We don't have it, to bend over that much though. And six, you get, six five. That's pretty. Yeah. We get more slack for walking on the field compared to other people. That's is, what I like most. Is there other <laughs> prop that tall? I don't know. I, yeah, I see. it's pretty wild they have a prop. But I mean, like, you know, whoever's co- or, you know, coaching for Palmer. They know something. They know something. Yeah. yeah. So should we call someone you want a sixth interview in this episode? How about next week? We okay. Get, get all somebody from Palmer. <laughs> well, because next week Palmer plays Des Moines, Des Moines. Oh, in yeah. Palmer. That's gonna be that's gonna be a good Gavenport, match. Yeah. 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 I mean, that'd be fun. I would that's... definitely like to hear about a recap from that, or like obviously like whoever's gonna have like eyes and ears on that match would love to know how it all goes. Oh yeah. So I think that's gonna be a good one. Definitely. So we'll keep our eyes on that full slate of D3 action. We've got more college preseason stuff. Hopefully the high school girls schedule is coming out soon. I think they're finalizing. There's a few clubs that are a little unstable is what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Is I think there's some clubs. The Heat killed some clubs in a sense of, hey, we're trying to figure out what we got for numbers and we're trying to get practice. And then it was 124 degree heat index, so practice got canceled. So if there was girls who were on the fence, they may have quit or they may have like, eh, whatever. Um, people are still trying to figure out their numbers. Yeah. So I think they're trying to see who's sustainable. They don't want people to quit mid, mid-year. Um, so hopefully that schedule comes out soon. Speaking of high school, Prep Rugby Watch just announced another recruit from Iowa in their ranking services. So Prep Rugby Watch is kind of like the rugby version of 247, the mm. football recruiting yeah, database. Yeah, sport, 247, sports, yeah. whatever, yeah. And so Hudson Vro from Blue Plague Rugby, that's Bondurant, he is ranked as a three-star prop or back row player. He's going to be a senior this year. He's 6'2", 220, great size and mobility, a modern front row player, limited 15s experience, and excels in sevens, great fundamentals, powerful ball runner, and good defensive skill set, all-state rugby player in Iowa, all-district football player in Iowa. So that's awesome that, again, our guys in high school are getting nationally recognized. That's great. And hopefully getting recruited because of that. Some scholarship offers, yeah. Definitely. And, and if the, he does decide to go to DMAC, he could always play for the Wombats while he's there until he decides where else he wants to go. That'd be wild if we got a three-star recruit. <laughs> how, okay, so of the 28 people that are sipped right now for the Wombats, how many stars do you think we have combined? Two. <laughs> well, I'm looking at two right now. <laughs> oh, stop. Two stars. Both Phil. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> ah, sorry. No. Uh, uh, other news. I just saw the University of Iowa Men's Rugby Club. They have a new logo or like a new crest kind of thing. Oh. You see this? It's like an oval and it has the old capital and then it has corn. Oh, well, I like corn's that. always I like good. Cool. Corn's always good. Yeah. Huh. I was always telling Casey Hansen, man. I think the select side Iowa uniforms should have an outline of like corn, like coming. Oh up. yeah, or yeah. like just along the bottom, like so, like how Seattle Sea Wolves, like the one kit they have mm-hmm. that has like the skyline. The skyline instead yeah, of skyline, skyline, it should be corn. like corn. Yes. Yeah, corn. That's a good idea. That'd be sweet, especially because yeah. the Midwest is like wheat. Yeah, the Midwest rugby union has like. Like don't they have like a piece? Logo? They have like a piece of wheat mm-hmm. in their logo. Yeah. Some of the old logos are awesome because they're hand drawn. Yeah, and mm-hmm. there's like some pretty terrible. I do you remember? 
Iowa State had like a train in one of their yes. corners of the yeah, crest. Yeah, like an engine. Yeah, yeah, like Gopher College had like hand drawn gophers and beer mugs and like just they're fun. Yeah, those old no, ones are cool. fun. But this is really nice. The University of Iowa one looks really nice. Yeah, I think good that's for cool. them. I only thing I mean I guess it's not really the shape of it doesn't really probably make that much. It's just I'm so used to everything being in the crest. Yeah. Shield, my only yeah. thing. Yeah. Shield, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it's it cool. Looks, it's yeah, good. it looks cool. I like it a lot. And you know what? Maybe that's something where it's like with Daly and those guys. It's like, hey, new image, new season, you know? New attitude. New attitude. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Speaking of attitude, Gimli, you got a little attitude right now. I mean, yeah, I always got a little attitude. Yeah. <laughs> so. Is that a comment on my height? No, okay. not at all. I What? what? Anyways. <laughs> We're going to wrap this thing up. Wrap it Last up. Last segment we have, the Gimli. No. What? <laughs> what? I thought that was later. That's today? What is? Okay, I'm ready. It's fine. Oh, I was just going to say, like, do you mean, I was going to say, like, did Gray just not warn you? Because he usually does that to me. Yeah, he just doesn't tell us anything. This guy, <laughs> the preparation. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So if anybody out there knows how to produce a podcast. <laughs> oh, okay. Strap when we don't know what's going on. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh to be fair, Phil, you were super hungover today. There's no way any prep was happening. Yeah, I know. Gimli, I did give you about an hour to figure this out. You did text me podcast today. I you got coming? two. I got two thirty. I'm got, a father of two. I'm a father yeah. of two, and we don't have a fridge that works right now. I would have. There's a lot of things going on. It's okay. You're gonna be okay. Thanks. You have two friends here with you. you got yeah. some cats. You know, two cats, two friends, two kids, uh, and a wife, and two money. And I wear number two. You wear number two. He's number two. I took a number two. Okay, two stars. So the last, <laughs> and it's Tuesday. No, it's Monday. Uh, it's Monday. So Gypsy. the last thing we got before we get into, <laughs> there it is. Ring the bell. Ding 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 ding. ding, ding. Okay. Uh, uh, there was some international rugby. We got the World Cup coming up starting the 9th of September, but. There was some rugby in Europe over the weekend. Yeah, yeah, England had some matches, and as well as France. So are these tune-up matches? Tune-ups, yeah. Are they, are yeah, they like yeah. preseason matches, Warm like ups. in the NFL? Or do they have their legit top 15 playing? Preseason, because actually most of the clubs haven't didn't set their... Well, they have a... Going into the World Cup, they have to pick 33 players. Okay, so this would be like the bottom half or the bottom two-thirds? Yeah, last night Ireland picked their squad. Uh, All Blacks picked their squad this weekend. So I think, yeah, this after the matches this weekend, everybody was picking their, their final, their final okay. squad so, going into the World Cup. Because I'm using what Nichols said, and I'm using what you're going to say as like how I'm going to bet. You can go on FanDuel and bet on futures for like – Who's going to win pool A, B, and C, yep. and D? Um, you can also... Or, or bet 365. You know, we're not sponsored by anybody oh, yet. Oh, I was yet. just saying, yeah, I was just saying that's the one that I've seen it because that's what I use if I gamble responsibly, mm-hmm. betting $2 on the Cubs to win by one and right. a half, you know. And if you don't gamble responsibly, please contact 1-800-BETS-OFF. Yeah. And don't be a college athlete. <laughs> <laughs> at least in Iowa. Ugh. Yeah. So anyways, anyway, this is the information that I'm using to like make those bets. But okay. at the same time, like some of these results were surprising, but also very, they're not like future predictors though. It's not like set in concrete just because these are lower level guys fighting to make a roster spot. Um, it was most, mostly it was the main lineups. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean like captains played and whatnot. Oh, okay. And, uh, so, like, first match would have been Friday. We're only going to talk about a few. 
Um, All Blacks played South Africa. Okay. Um, didn't go the way Eric Nichols would have wanted it to go, right. unfortunately. He was very sad. Uh, All Blacks lost 35-7 to to the box. That's crazy. Bad. Uh, and a, they've been playing for 102 years, and it was the worst defeat they've ever had against uh, South Africa, by South Africa, in 102 wow. years. So that's where I, I wanted to put a future on New Zealand to win the whole thing, and now I'm scared to. Do you think that's this think is a bad sign for them? Definitely, but now would be the time to do it because you could probably actually get pretty good odds on it. Okay. I don't really know a lot about betting, but... right. Um, a couple things happened though. They had a couple uh, buy high, sell low. Exactly. No. <laughs> um, they had uh, a few yellers, yellow cards, okay. not people hollering. I'm sure there was some hollering. It's I bet hooting. people were hollering. Um, one of the Barrett brothers, you know, Scott Barrett. I thought you were gonna say the, the big, Barons brothers, the big, not the Barons brothers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, there's Jody and Scott. You know, yeah. Jody's the small one. Scott's the big one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Scott was playing a little mean, mm-hmm. you know, did some, did some naughty stuff. He got a yeller in the first half and then went to the sin bin right after that. Uh, the all blacks captain, Sam Kane mm. also got a yellow card. So there was a point in the first half where they were playing 13 versus 15. Okay. And so that didn't help. Yeah. Playing at that high of a level that, I mean, that's a huge disadvantage. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, they came back also in the second half. Um, things all blacks started playing a little harder, but things didn't didn't work to their advantage. Their uh, their tight head prop got a big gash in his thigh, had to mm. go out. Uh, Lomax was his name. Okay, so he's gone, and he's probably going to be gone ten weeks. They're saying, or no, not ten weeks. It's to be determined. Sorry, okay. I, mis- I misread my notes. <laughs> but he got sent. But he was uh, taken off, so it's not good. Um, Springboks hooker. Malcolm Marks got hit uh, shoulder to the head, and he went out for a little while but, by Scott Barrett's again. Uh, so Scott got his second yellow card of the game, which resulted in a red card, okay. and he was sent off. So the All Blacks had to play the rest of the game with 14, and they're missing two of their front five, starting front five. Right. Um, Dang, it sounds like they got beat up and carded, and, and that's not all over. And their first match is against... Who's their Who's New Zealand's first match against again? That's a really good question, Ryan. I'm, France. Yeah, that's what yeah. I thought. It was France. France. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. first that's match the of the whole. Match. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I feel like that's a match where I think I might bet on that individual game. I feel like France is France should win that. beat them. Well, yeah. You know, being in France, France, like you know, I guess essentially no home travel. Field mm-hmm. Yeah, home field advantage. All the fans. And has France had any warm up matches? Uh, France played today. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Or yesterday. Okay. Sunday. I didn't get to see much about it. All I saw was the final score. They were playing uh, Australia. Australia today, mm-hmm. and they whooped they whooped their bottoms. See, uh, and like with that outcome, France won big. I know Australia. We weren't too hip on them. Um, and New Zealand getting banged up and having a couple guys carded. Up. Yeah, New Zealand just didn't look like New Zealand. It was just sloppy. Right. Uh, they had a lot of reason. That Sam Kane got his yellow card was just because of how sloppy the rucks. The rucks were dangerous. They were, mm. they were playing hands in the ruck. They were coming from the side, and that was they were getting warned all game. Um, Jody or Jordy, Jordy Barrett, yeah, one of their star players, 
Uh, actually offloaded to the opposite team for one of South Africa's tries. Not you don't like to do that. that. Even when they say, and they even they say, my ball, my ball, my ball, my ball. You always should look at least, yeah. you know. Because honestly, that's what I do in sevens all the time. Where, Me too. It's because we walk. Right, exactly. <laughs> and like, because the ball is just an open play, there is no offside line. I love that too when like there hasn't been a ruck in like 12 phases mm-hmm. and you just start cheating so hard. And then you run behind the guy with the ball. And you're like, on your left. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they turn and throw it to you. And like, he's off sides. And it's like, <laughs> the ball's been in play for 12 phases. A while. Like, yeah. I've been, I was on sides 12 phases ago mm-hmm. and then that line disappears. So yeah, the all blacks should, uh, they weren't too, they weren't too worried. It seems like after the match. Mm-hmm. And obviously if anybody has depth, they have depth. Right. So, I mean, and they, they have the coaching back. and the mindset yeah. to like, and that's the thing. That's their be, coach is like uh, Ian Foster or something yeah. like. That. Yeah, he's been there a while. He knows what he's doing. And that's why I'd be scared to bet against them, just because I feel like they're so clinical. Like, wake up call for him. Yeah, like uh, eighty five Bears and Miami Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Gave him refrigerator. Perry the ball in the Super Bowl. How stupid. Anyway, Walter Payton should have got scored. it. Should have got yeah. it. Uh-huh. R.I.P. Um. Another match I want to talk about was my least favorite team, Eric Nichols' least favorite team, the English, the bloody English, and they were playing the Fijians, one of my favorite teams, actually. I love the Fijians. Did you like the outcome? Good people. Yeah, it was a great outcome. Fiji won 33-22. to um, I believe it hasn't happened in the entire, like, 30, 25-ish years they've been playing. I don't think... Fiji's ever beaten England straight up. Wow! In an international match, it's not sevens. I'm not 100 percent sure because I didn't check that. So, but also at the same time, like that Com- in the comments, let that, us know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that sounds right. I mean, the, it yeah. is one of those things where I feel like lately we're seeing that more and more often. Like when Japan had that big upset, like mm-hmm. we're we're seeing more parity. Like, it's not just a foregone conclusion. Like, this is the number one team. This is number two. Like, it was yeah. always like, hey, New Zealand won, England two. Like, I don't know. He's... Yeah, maybe Fiji's won one. Like, mm-hmm. but I think I'm pretty sure they've lost, like, the last three or four. Mm-hmm. Uh, but England didn't have their captain, who's suspended still, Owen Farrell. Oh, yeah. Um, and then their number eight got hurt. Uh, Billy. No, he's out with a red card. Oh, he got red carded. Yeah, eight he's, is... he's got a three-game suspension. Okay. Yep. You want to know something funny, too? Speaking of Owen Farrell? Yeah. So I might have got a text message uh, from a referee who listened to us talk about that. And the referee, I'm not going to say his name or her name. Was uh, it him? They, well, what? Was it him? I can't. I'm not going to say you their don't name. tell them. Um, okay. I'll tell you off the air. But anyways, they said, this is painful to listen to. <laughs> yeah. It didn't sound good coming out of my mouth. I'm going to let you know. Uh, <laughs> You said it was a dump tackle or a tip tackle? Sure. His shoulder hit him in the head. Was oh, that not it? He didn't tip him over. But To be fair, most of my information came from podcasts uh, where people, I couldn't understand what they were right. saying. They were right. speaking English, but they were talking yes. funny. Yes. So every other word was, <laughs> yes. I was, ho- no, I was I just, hoping to understand what they meant. And then I, I reminded them that we are called the B-Side Boys. Yeah. <laughs> the A-Side Boys are on later. In prime time. <laughs> You got you got to pay for the subscription. What did, what did the number eight do, Phil? Did it say? Um, no, I didn't. Like, it, I didn't read into it. I just know that. That's I didn't what prep happened. it. Billy, Billy, <laughs> it was, a, it was, a, it was a high tackle, yeah, yeah, of yeah, course, yeah. but I didn't see 
exactly what it was. It's just yeah. only has a three-game suspension now. So, Ooh, Which is like, man, like right before the World Cup? Mm-hmm. Come on. Well, Fiji, Fiji had a guy out, too, part of the game I saw. So, anyway, it, it was uh, – it was a wet one too. It rained a lot there okay. in England, uh, so it was muddy, sloppy. Um, but from what I heard, England was just pretty sloppy overall. You know, their set plate pieces were not very good. Their scrumming was not very good. And then Fiji had a bit of a lead at half, and then England started making a comeback. And then Fiji put a nail in the coffin to win thirty to twenty-two. Nice. Uh, so they just had a little more. You know, tenacity is from what I could say. You know, in season one, that was Phil's favorite word, tenacity. 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 <laughs> I'll bring it back. <laughs> um, so that was cool. And then to go another match of uh, Polynesian Island team versus a North Sea Island team, yeah. Ireland yeah. faced off against Samoa. Hmm. Um, that was a lot closer than people thought. That final score ended up being Ireland seventeen. Samoa 13. Wow. Yeah, I didn't expect Samoa to even come close. Ireland is another one that I thought that maybe that's a team I might want to pick to win the whole World Cup. Their favorite, Six Nations champs, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was leaning towards. They had uh, some losses, though. Their, uh, I think they're tight head or loose, loose head, maybe. But they're one of their best players, uh, Kean Healy, prop. Mm-hmm. He got hurt, hurt uh-huh. his calf, and he's going to be out. He's going to be out ten weeks. Okay, so he's gotcha. going to miss the whole World Cup, and he is the third most capped player for Ireland. This, he's got 125 caps. Where does so he he's keep them all? Pretty big deal. I mean, he's bald, so he can just keep piling them on. Not a lot of hair. <laughs> um, but he, uh, yeah, same thing. Rainy, wet conditions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if you know this, but Samoans are tough. Yes. I don't know if you know that. Yes, uh, I've heard. So they basically just kind of hit him in the mouth the whole match and played it tight. And I'm pretty sure they were up 10 to 7 at half, but I forgot to write that down. So this is off the top of my head. Yeah. But I, I think, like yeah, it. I think Samoa was winning halftime. So wow. Ireland had to come back. Um, and they did it and they won. Well, that's right. crazy, too. They came back, they scored one try in a conversion, and then Samoa had a, yeah. a kick. Yeah. Like what? That, a 7 to 3 second half score line. Mm-hmm. Defensive struggle. Probably the wet ball slowed the game down and made oh, it a little messy. Pretty sure in that All Blacks match too, they missed a penalty kick wow. off the off the upright. Dang. Yeah. So, so sloppy play all around there. But yeah. Did so, these results change kind of your outlook on the World Cup? Or not really for me because okay. I just you know like you said I'm sure it's kind of like preseason right to them even though it's not and they're real close and like they want to win those but at the same time like. Losing doesn't affect you at all. Exactly. The pool's already set. Yeah. And it's almost like, that's where I think like with New Zealand, I'm just wildly speculating here, but almost to the point of like, are they doing an experiment, like a scientific, like, hey, we're going to try this. And also they don't want to show too much of maybe a strategy. I, I don't right. know. Do you hold back um, a false sense of security? But at the same time, that's weird. Like you don't go out there and half-ass it. Sure. But, but it could have just been a wake-up call too. Like yeah. you said, could have been... Yeah. Something that ends up being beneficial to him, and yeah, I think uh, Nick when Nichols was on Eric Nichols, he was talked about South Africa being kind of a, mm-hmm. a I believe, dark horse. Yes, yes, that use? was the word. Um, yep. So, so they got that going for him. What I would like us to do for next week, so I'm going to give you guys some homework. Oh, did we say who France beat today? Or no. Oh, who did France beat? Australia. 
Okay. There you go. Wallabies. Wallabies. That's, uh, you know, Bluey's favorite team. Um, (laughs) There's a gold team. Phil. Gimli. Yes. Yeah. So the homework is, because the World Cup's coming in, uh... Let's make some bets. Like, let's pick some. Let's let's. Uh, we don't actually have to do it. We'll say we'll do it, but you know, whatever. <laughs> okay. Um, cut this out now. Cut it. Cut so, it. I want both of you guys. All three of us are going to pick who we're going to put a future on to win the World Cup. Mm-hmm. A future who's going to win their pools, and then also pick like three or four matches. Just straight up, like, who's going to win. Okay. So, like, maybe we all bet on the France-New Zealand one. And then maybe there's a couple of other matches just randomly, like, hey, I'm going to take this one, this one, and we see who's the most successful. I like it. And, like, maybe we say, um, like, $10, and it's like, I'm going to put one here. I'm going to put 50 cents here. I, I don't know. And then yeah. and at the end okay. of it, we see who who did the best. Yeah. No, I'm in. Does that sound Let's good to that. you? Yeah. 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 That all right that's great okay i think it'd be fun i could make a graphic on social media i know i, I know you're itching to do that shut <laughs> up do you know how to do that yeah dude it's called canva the i i noticed the io rugby union their social media presence has definitely improved a lot maybe dude, not that, improved but it's you know it's looking great that's crazy yeah, yeah recently I yeah i don't know last week or who's so. making their posts and then the B-Side Boys has stopped posting. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it gets tough out there. Can't compete. Actually, yeah, the B-Side Boys should share the Iowa Rugby Union thing because if the Iowa Rugby Union didn't post it, the B-Side Boys would have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, fellas, I think this was a good one. This, yeah. I, yeah, this yeah, is yeah, kind of yeah. going to be interviews. This is going to be kind of the mm-hmm. flow. We'll, we'll try to stick to like three interviews maybe. In the coming weeks, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Three to five is a pretty good number, yeah. I would say. I mean, quick. We want to hear from people. We weren't there. We we did this last year, Gimli, where we would read a scoreline and we would just wildly speculate. <laughs> and we that just, sounds like, fun, though. Yeah, well, it was, but then also there'd be people like, "Hey, um, just following up. That didn't happen that way." <laughs> that's good because that's kind of what I did last week with the Owen Farrell thing. So it's I mean, I have clarified on this show multiple times that people aren't allowed to fact check us because nothing we say is usually factual. Yeah, what the fuck? Hey, did the person that... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, guys. Why are your fists so Uh, clenched? What about the person? No, I'm not going to guess because you told me you told me later. But is there a uh, Robert Redford movie that has his name? No. No? Mm Mm-mm. Hmm. I don't Hmm. think he has my number. Hmm. Did he... um, Did he play at UNI... In college, that would wouldn't it narrow down. That would like expand it probably. Okay, yeah, he probably did. Oh, did he? Yeah. Huh? Did hmm. he play uh, high school rugby? I don't know that. Oh, okay. I don't know that. Um, does it rhyme with? This is in twenty-one questions. Given. Okay, fine. <laughs> no, I, just don't, no, I don't know. I don't know. Want to do it? <laughs> okay, that's fine. Do you guys have anything else? <laughs> no. Well, I did see actually oh, yeah. with world rugby news type stuff. There was like, a couple of players that got popped for um, doping, like essentially doping, like for anti-doping policy. Drugs. But but they're not like. Can you teach us about steroids? Is that where we're going here? <laughs> nah, well, the stuff that I getting popped for is like not 
Like, one was, like, a growth hormone. One was, okay. like, something to help them lose weight, which is like odd. cutter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but, like, hmm. try to lose weight when you're playing 15s. Right. I don't know. Especially when you're back. Doesn't seem to make that much sense. But, like, they're not Let's currently see. on the roster. But, I mean, the one guy's Rice Webb. Um, used to be a former Wales scrum yeah. half. And he's playing in France now currently with a D2 team. He turned down an opportunity to play with Wales in the World Cup for some reason. Right, because they tested more. Yeah. I, don't, well, I don't know, but I mean, but you can't. It's against their anti-doping policy in France. So I mean, like, and that's well, anti-doping is for majority of sports, anyways. You should right. tell him um, if he wants to drop down to D three. He probably yeah. will never get tested if he plays D3, for us. Yeah. D three men's club social side. There's he this French town like called Pro Dem- Team, but whatever. Demois, Demois, Demois. He can come play but, for us. Yeah, it always makes me wonder though, because like. I'm sure you'll probably see a few players mm-hmm. getting busted for that because, I mean, that's always, like, that little gray, that cloud that hovers over pro sports is, oh yeah, yeah. you know, well, drug use. So. And I, I know, like, when, like, baseball, they'd always talk about it, and it's like the risk-reward, and it's like, well, the reward is I can live a comfortable life and make a ton of money. Right. And the risk is I just go back to working a, a normal job. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, the, the, yeah, I don't, it's worth I, it. Yeah, when they're like, oh, you can get cancer or heart disease, it's like I could get hit with a fastball to the temple and be dead. Or I could play rugby or football and have a serious brain injury yeah. or break my neck and be dead. Or I could drive my car into a fucking wall tomorrow and be right. dead. So, I mean, that's, you know. And also, too, it's like, and like thinking like baseball again, it's like I could hit two home runs in a season mm-hmm. and maybe make the roster maybe get sent down to triple a sure. or i could hit 40 home runs a season and also heal quicker and i'm gonna get that one yeah. big signing bonus and if i get caught i still made 40 to 400 million dollars and as a fantasy sports owner i mean you got to be like why is this guy hurt all the time yeah. if they were juicing again yeah. they'd be back next week i i love the take where people said like if they want to do steroids let it just let it loose let just everyone do it. see yeah. what happens yeah 600 I mean, foot they home did, runs they did for a long time they, yeah, they talked they about test till they talked about that for the olympics too mm-hmm. it's like just let them get juiced to the gills oh, and yeah. just see what happens just, like, just let them take adderall and well, caffeine well, imagine, <laughs> imagine for paris 2024 and like every sevens player could be juiced to the gills how much more intense that'd be. I mean, like, I'm sure there's, I mean, like, some of that stuff, like, because they keep samples, you know, for drug testing, mm-hmm. and it comes out, like, sometimes, like, four, eight, ten years later, it's like, oh, actually, this person had a performance-enhancing substance. Oh, I didn't know that. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, dude, well, like, there was, like, somebody who just got their gold medal taken not that long ago. Lance Armstrong. Well, not, <laughs> besides him, but yeah. Or, I mean, I don't even, was he ever in the Olympics? I don't know. He just did all the Yeah, he did, he did win the Olympics. But, I mean, do besides biking, the point. cycling in the Olympics? Sure. Yeah. But either way, though, it's like it'd be kind of interesting because, well, because that fact check us those couple of guys that got popped that are you know that play you know international rugby, those samples from from months ago, so interesting. Yeah, so kids don't get popped. Yeah, I like the way you said popped. Mm-hmm. Pop for a dirty drug test. I don't know. I know. No, you're you're not wrong. You, but... It was the wrong answer, Greg. You say just don't do drugs. Yeah, don't do drugs. So we're going to speculate that South Africa must have been on drugs if they beat the All Blacks that bad. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. what What was England's outcome again? They lost to Fiji? They, they did. Don't be surprised if a couple Fijians get popped. Mm-hmm. Well, because, remember, World Rugby just favors England. 
That's true. They'll probably just like switch the samples. Like, there you go. <laughs> well, I mean, one of South Africa's fly halves or, or former fly half got busted too. For bum, it, so. bum, 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 bum. Yeah, who Elton was it? John, John Cheese or whatever. He plays for a French team though, I guess now too. So that's why it was like relevant mm-hmm. on the article. I've seen District Nine. They take alien DNA and they turn into okay. I I was gonna say a fly half from South Africa that I like, Kerwin Bosch. He played mm. for the Sharks. He was fun to watch. That's mm. fun. Yeah. That's all I got. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, Gim, how you feeling? Pretty good. You? 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 Nah, I'm fixing it. Good. You? <laughs> good. You? Good. You? Good. You? Good. You? Good. You? Good. You? Fresh legs. Fresh legs. Fresh legs. Fresh legs. Fresh legs. Like when you get your first ticket for illegal